Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the week two lockdown podcast special. If you're not talking to yourself after this podcast, you will be because, uh, hey, I'm Dennis Worth. This is Funny Like Clown Podcast, episode 58, April 19th, 2020. Um, yeah, wow, man, we don't know, uh, is the economy going to open back up? Are we all going to die? Uh, we breathing stuff in we shouldn't be? Should you wear a mask? Shouldn't you wear a mask? It's crazy times, man, but thank, thank God for the internet because, uh, hey, what will we do? We'd be watching TV and that's about it, but at least we have options now, okay? Everybody's doing the lockdown specials and I was doing the podcast before the lockdown and I'll be doing it after, so I said I'll just stick with that and hopefully you guys are tuning in and it's keeping you entertained as always. Funny Like Clown Podcast is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce, the official sponsor of Funny Like Clown Podcast. By the spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time, there's only one G Vegas. And who don't like some good buffalo wings when you're watching the game? There are no games, so I guess you gotta eat some buffalo wings while you're listening to Funny Like Clown Podcast. And uh, hey, why not? Good stuff, man. Go to www.gvegas.webs.com. Uh, shipped right to your door, so you don't have to go out. You don't have to have nobody breathing on you. You just open up your door, and the box is right there. Bam. No contact. No contact involved to get the Buffalo socks. We discuss comedians because, uh, hey man, I grew up watching all these guys and I love talking about them and I love comedy and the people who inspired me. And here's one guy, Kevin Pollock, okay? Uh, amazing actor, man. Uh, did, did comedy, does impressions, but man, I think the high point of his career was uh, just some of the movies he did. Uh, appeared in over 80 films. Uh, most people would be happy to have one or two of their resume. When you've got 80 films, you're a veteran of the business, and that means somebody likes you. And the guy just kept going, you know. Uh, best remembered for A Few Good Men. And i got to say, A Few Good Men has such big stars in it, okay? Uh, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon. When I watched that movie, though... I thought, personally, now everybody may agree, personally, Kevin Pollack stole that movie, man. I thought he had the best role in the whole movie. He carried the film, and, you know, there were other high points, but I thought his role just made the whole movie click together, and uh, uh, just a lot of great scenes that he was in, and just the, the, the demeanor of his character I loved. You know, everybody liked the, the scene there where, oh, you can't handle the truth, and they're slapping around. I mean, my favorite scene was... Uh, when uh, Kevin Pollack, uh, Demi Moore got up and said, you know, I object. Overruled. No, I strenuously object. I'm overruled. He will be heard. <laughs> they wait for everybody to clear the courtroom and Kevin Pollack's like, you know, he tried to stay calm so the jury didn't see he was shook up. And he's like, that how it works? Oh, objection. Overruled. Oh, no, 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 no. I strenuously object. Oh, well, if you strenuously object, maybe I should take a second look at it. I could watch that scene over and over again. I thought he just nailed it on there. It was so impressive, and uh, hats off to him. What a great memory he left me with uh, a few good men. I've seen the movie umpteen times. One of those movies like Star Wars. You can just watch it over and over again and still enjoy it. You know it's coming, and it don't matter. You still enjoy it. Let's see. He was in uh, Grumpy Old Men and the sequel Grumpier Old Men. Um, off character, he played the, in the usual suspects, he played a bad guy, and that's got a really cult classic following. I remember 
I don't normally watch them. I watch one of those Inside Criminal Minds or whatever shows. I don't remember it was years ago. And uh, one, one guy actually went on this big like criminal spree and he said that uh, the inspiration for him doing it was watching The Usual Suspects. That he wanted to be a gangster like those you know characters in that movie. So I don't know if that's what you want to inspire. But hey, you're doing your job if you know they actually thought you were legit not acting. It was legit stuff. He was in the movie Casino, which uh, amazing movie. Another movie I've seen umpteen times. Um, the End of Days, uh, since 2017, he was a regular on The uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon.com. I didn't even know Amazon was uh, streaming movies. I mean, I knew you could watch movies, but I didn't know that they, like, did their own movies. So, uh, you know, but that, that's the new Mecca, I'll tell you. Everybody thinks you got to get on TV now. The world's at your fingertips, man. You want to be a star, you ain't got to wait around for nobody, man. You can be an internet star just as easy as a mainstream star. So that's the world we're going to, and I... I Go to Netflix, they're paying these guys millions and millions of dollars to do comedy shows on Netflix, and they're bringing everybody over getting a subscription on Netflix. The internet's taken away from ABC, CBS, and NBC, and I'm sure they're not liking that very much. They're not hurting, but I'm sure they're liking it. And, uh, this is me blinging off. My buddy Nate Thomas from Alaska is checking in with me. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> he's notable for playing roles as being... The lead character's best friend, okay? He's like the best friend to all the lead characters in most of the movies. And when you do stuff like that, you become a specialist, okay? Because, you know, when you've played a character so many times, you're not new at it. You know the character, and you're, you've already made every mistake that a new guy is looking to make, okay? So you become a specialist because you're not going to make the mistakes that a new person would. There's a local guy, Steve Sweeney, in Boston. I work with him a lot, and uh, he was in Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School where he played a police officer. Then uh, years later, he was in um, a few more movies where he played a police officer. Became a specialist in that role. He said, I'm the cop. That's what I do. You got a movie, you need like a local town street cop. He's the guy who played it. And that's what he was portrayed as. So good for him. There's something about Mary, I believe, he played the cop in. Um, so, and they, so you can get typecast. There's two kinds of typecast. You typecast in a good way where, you know, if, if they got a cop role, you're the first guy they go to because you've done it so many times, you're a specialist. Then there's other bad ways you get typecast is if there's another role, you won't get it because all you're known as is the cop. So, I mean, there's two different, there's a good, the good side and a bad side of being typecast. So, yeah, you get roles, but that's the only role you're going to get as a character because that's what you're known for, where, where if you don't get typecast, you get a lot of different roles. But there's nothing wrong with being a specialist of what you do, you know? Um... He, I, I remember this one because I was in a poker for a little time. He hosted the Celebrity Poker Showdown for a little while. And I do remember him hosting that show because I tuned in and watched these shows. And Actually, I drove to local. I've been in Massachusetts. I mean, they did build recently a casino finally in Massachusetts. It's about an hour away. But uh, the closest casino for me was like an hour and a half over to the border to Connecticut. So it was an hour and a half there, hour and a half back, okay? And actually, I started playing regularly poker. And I was making some pretty good money at it. And I was doing good. And that was right before the big uh, gas showdown there, where the gas prices went through the roof, and all of a sudden it was costing me out uh, 200 bucks in gas just to get down there and back. So the first the first 200 I want just to break even on gas, and it was tougher to make money because I had you know all the money I was making was just going to gas. So I stopped playing poker, and I do regret it because I had a you know it wasn't even really working, making money, and you're just having fun, you know. So they say the best thing about poker there's two things is your your best win or your best loss those are the two favorite things because you you can get some mad beats in poker that'll just leave you talking to yourself okay and it's like 
you're going out of your skin and you're going to remember that the best. But it's like, if you're the guy who gets a, a better hand that you shouldn't have got, or you got like ultimate hand and beat out some other guy, and you'll crack up watching him lose his mind. So if you're the guy winning, you're cracking up and watching him lose his mind. And if you're the guy losing your mind, then you're going to remember. So uh, uh, poker was definitely a fun time, and I did tune in. And he did a great job hosting those poker shows. So. You know, I, I can't read. He's had a lot of big roles, a lot of small roles, and I, I really can't remember him doing a bad job in anything. I mean, everything he did, not that everything was a huge hit, but I always thought he did a, you know, he brought the most of the roles that he were that he was in, whether they were big or whether they were small, you know. Um, finally, in 1999, he was given the lead role in Difference, um, you know, and he paid his dues, you know. I say that a lot of young comics and come out of the gate and they're getting laughs and they're really doing good and they think, you know, they're the next hot shit comic and that's it, put me in the headline. And you all, you know, it ain't it ain't whether you're getting laughs, it's, it's can you carry the crowd, you know, some of these comics think, can I talk for 45 minutes, I'm a headliner, I'm getting laughs, I come in, no, no, no. It takes years and years and years to craft your art and become a headliner. And it's the same thing with acting, you know, you do short films, you know, you don't start. You don't start at a lead role, okay? You do plays, okay? It's like anything. You got to work your way up. He paid his dues, worked his rate up, and he got the lead role finally in Difference, and did an amazing job in the lead role, as in his, uh, you know, shorter roles that he got. Uh, pay your dues, man, in anything. You know, I don't care if you're if you're baking chicken, okay? You don't start out making the best chicken in the world, okay? You start out with somebody else's recipe. You try it. What would make this better? You add your own to it. You try it. You see what other people think. You pay your dues. Then you're making the best chicken, okay? Same thing in any field, okay? Nobody starts at the top. Same thing in comedy. Same thing in acting. You start at the bottom and work your way up. And, you know, you got a bunch of a loser people who are doing nothing in life. They'd rather kick you down for doing small stuff, you know, because they, they can't do nothing themselves. Well, that's what leads to it, you know? When I first started booking comedy, you know, I booked a few small bars, you know, everybody wanted to make fun of me, oh, look at that, yeah, well, now I'm like the top booker in central Massachusetts, okay, I paid my dues, worked my way up, and now I'm booking all the big shows, working with all the big names, and uh, everybody made fun of me right there, man, okay, because nobody's making fun of me now, now the same people that made fun of me are begging me for work, so all the guys I used to beg for work, they're all looking for me to work now, so, uh, don't ever give up, man. You know, believe in yourself. Even if don't, you know, if people don't believe in you, believe in yourself. I've already always said that. You know, I, you know, you, it's such a. There's three sides to comedy. I always said there's the political side, the business side, being funny side, and being funny comes in dead last. But I never took any shit from anybody. It was, can I play your comedy club? Oh, I'm not in your circle. You want me in your comedy club? Then I'll start my own comedy club. Okay. Can I be on your TV show? You want me on your TV show? I'm not in your circle. Okay. I'll start my own TV show. Okay. You want to put me in a movie? You want to put me in your movie? I'll produce my own movie, okay? I never took any shit, okay? Don't let anybody keep you down. You know, if you believe in yourself, do it yourself, man. Don't wait around for somebody else to make you a star. You make yourself a star. Um, let's see. Kevin Pollock was on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, the Lost Room he did on there. Uh, Shark T Shark, a series called Shark he did on TV. Did a web series, The Writer's Room. Uh, he did Our Little Genius on Fox, but it was pulled before it ever aired, and you know, a lot of these short films, too, you know, they, they do these short films, and they'll actually go out and get uh, seen by producers and stuff. I mean, you get a better chance of hitting a lottery than you do having your short film, you know, made into a regular film. But you still get credit for being in the short film. It's a stepping stone, you know, so, uh, you know, do, do the little stuff before you do the big stuff. That way you, you get better at it. you got to be ready to do the big stuff. Don't just jump in unready. Let's see, he was in a Million Dollar Money Drop. It was a game show for Fox. It only lasted 12 episodes. Uh, he did a 
CBS sitcom Mom, um, but they killed off his character. His character died in that, so he wasn't on it long. Uh, he was on Showtime Billions, okay? So none of these things lasted very long, but you know what? It kept him in the game. It kept him going. Even if you do a few things, that's what I always say. I hate these comics who sit by the phone waiting for it to ring. Give me something, give me something, give me something. Don't wait for someone to give you something. Go out and do something, man, even if it's a podcast like, you know, you're doing right now. Even if it's a short film, you know, you're staying in the game, okay? Nobody's getting paid to do podcasts, okay? I ain't making no money doing this podcast unless, you know, you're Joe Rogan or uh, Adam Carolla, you know, got the top two podcasts in the world. Okay, they're getting paid, but everybody's got a podcast, you know, and they say, how come everybody's got a podcast, okay? Because that's what people are listening to, that's why. So it's, it's, it's an advertisement tool, okay? Yeah, you go to a comedy show, what do you do? I got a podcast that a bunch of people tune into. That's why you want to book me and pay me. So it's an advertisement tool. And a lot of musical artists say that too. They can't make money off of CDs anymore because all the downloading them. Everybody's downloading them for free. So they turn them into an advertisement tool. You're paying twice as much money to see them live. But why do you want to see them live? Because they gave you a great CD and great music for free. Because they can't make any money off it anymore. So I'll give it to you for free as an advertisement tool. And then you pay money to come see me live. That's where they're making the money. So the world's changing, man. It ain't like it used to be years ago. And uh, I don't know if it's for the good or for the bad. But, you know, it's a lot easier. You know, you don't have to let the industry control you anymore. I mean, you can hit a button and boom, you're live right there. You're live on Facebook. You're live on YouTube. You're not controlled by the industry anymore. And the industry ain't liking that. There was actually a conspiracy theory. They said that they were bumping off a lot of, uh, that a lot of uh, internet celebrities were dying in mysterious ways. And the conspiracy theorists said that it was the mainstream because they don't like them. They're not getting their cut, you know. They don't get their cut anymore because they're, they're doing it independently rather than through them. So uh, I don't believe it personally. But hey, everybody's got a good conspiracy theory, don't they? Uh, let's see, Kevin Pollock did some directing, okay, he did a web series Vamped Out, um, he did, uh, Internet TV, Babblesome, uh, Misery Loves Comedy, um, uh, Misery Love Comedy was a short film that was seen at the Sundance Film Festival, then, uh, from being seen at a film festival, he actually sold the rights to Tribeca Film, who was a U.S. distributing company, so... Anybody who's doing uh, small films and they're renting them in the film festivals, well, that's how George Lucas started, okay? Anybody know George Lucas? Yeah, he's the guy who did Star Wars. That's how he started, doing short films, okay? Entering them at film festivals, okay? Nobody starts at the top, man. Um, and I remember uh, Steven Spielberg, he actually said that, uh, you know, back then... This equipment wasn't available to everybody, okay? You had to know family in the movie industry even to get into it. And they even told George Lucas that the first thing his, his teacher said when he went to college, get out of the business because you got to know somebody. you got to be a member of your family to get into movies. That's the only way you can do it, okay? So you're taking this class for nothing. He was honest, you know? And Steven Spielberg came out. He said, nowadays, you can go down to Best Buy. You can buy a camera that's comparable to what they use in the movies, you know? They got editing software out there for your home computer. You can buy some editing software that's comparable to what they, you know, use this stuff's in the actual movies. This stuff's available to you. So he said, you know, if you want to make a movie nowadays, what the hell's stopping you, man? Buy a camera. Get the editing software. YouTube's at your disposal. Boom, anybody can make a movie. So it's not like back then when you had to know somebody and be a member of somebody's family to be in movies. Anybody can make a movie. Believe in yourself. You want to invest some money, invest the money and make your own movie. And I did uh, From Preacher to Prophet, a Sam Kinison story, a short film, and 
we had a blast doing it, and it's uh, been doing pretty good on the internet. I mean, there's always a few haters out there. You know, they can't hack it in the comedy business, so they kick down people who can. That didn't like it. A bunch of 20-year-old kids don't know their ass from their elbow about the business. But I heard from, actually, some people higher up in the comedy business who actually did enjoy the film. And, uh, I, you know, George Lucas said he made Star Wars for himself. If anybody else liked it, great. Well, I made that movie for myself. Love watching it. And a lot of people I respect love watching it, too. So... If the 20-year-old asshole kids, you know, who are full of hate, you know, right now, they don't like it, who cares, okay? Someday they'll grow up. Probably not any time in my lifetime, someday they'll grow up. Then they'll have a 20-year-old kid kicking them down. Just That's how it works, I guess. Uh, let's see. Kevin Pollack, he did do some stand-up, okay, which is, you know, uh, why he was uh, chosen for this show, because I, I do stand-up comedians mostly, or anybody in the comedy business, comedy world. Hey, it makes you laugh. Laughter's the best medicine. 1992, he did an HBO special, uh, Stop With The Kicking, and uh, that was a really hit for HBO, man. That was At the time, it was a huge, huge special. Did a great job with that. Uh, 2009, did another one, The Littlest Suspect, and uh, later on, he did another one on Showtime. So HBO, Showtime, doing some comedy stand-up specials. You know, those are all, those are the ones you dream on getting on. You know, you can do your own HBO special. You dream of getting on TV, but TV limits you because the FCC is involved. When you get on HBO and Showtime, here's a half hour, here's an hour. Go do your thing, do whatever you want. And that, that's when you can really let loose and let people see the comic that you actually are. Where TV is a good stepping stone, but you can't really let loose and be who you are. So it's always good when you they take the chains off your hands and you can do what you want to do. Um... Comedy Central uh, named them in their top list of 100 comics of all time. And if Kevin Pollack is among the 100 top comedians of all time, if you consider of all time how many comedians there were to be in the top 100, that's a very special place to be. And uh, it was years ago they put out the list, but just to be on that with the recognition from that, just, I mean, just amazing. Uh, then he entered the world that I've entered right now, and most people have entered. He started his own podcast in 2009. Kevin Pollock's chat show, and, you know, I remember a buddy of mine asking me, hey, how come there's so many pizza places in town, man? I mean, literally, in the town I live on, every block there's a pizza place, and I told him, that's what people buy, you know? <laughs> that's what people are buying, that's why there's so many of them, you know, because they don't buy other stuff. Why are there so many podcasts? Because that's what people are listening to. Everybody and their brother's got a podcast that's about something. You know why? Because that's what everybody's listening to. So if it's the hot thing, I don't know a comedian that don't have a podcast nowadays. If you don't, you know, it's it's almost as important as doing stand-up comedy to have a podcast. I mean, it's it's just, they go hand-in-hand hand nowadays. It's the uh, day and age that we're in. Uh, 2012, he started a new podcast called Talking and Walking, where he did a, our show, and he's an impressionist also, you know, acting, comedian, and impressionist. He did the podcast in character as Christopher Walken, the entire the entire podcast. After three episodes, it was rated top five comedy podcast on iTunes. And if you have any idea how many podcasts are on iTunes, to be in the top five is just unbelievable, especially after three episodes. That's how much people liked it. So uh, staying at the top of his game, staying involved, you know. 2018, he came out with another podcast. Uh, about improv comedy, uh, Alchemy This, and uh, that's on iHeartRadio. And Funny Like Clown Podcast is also on iHeartRadio. Very proud of that 
Because, you know, most of these, like, you know, Spotify and iTunes, all you got to do is you got to create an account, boom, your podcast is on. iHeartRadio, they actually screen you. If they like you, they'll let you in. If they don't like you, they won't. So if they, if they get your podcast on, they like the Funny White Clown podcast, they put me on. So I'm proud to have that one under my uh, under my belt. That's a great, uh, great, great chip to have to your resume. So thank you, iHeartRadio. I appreciate you liking my podcast. Um... And as we mentioned, you know, he did the uh, the poker thing. He was an avid poker player. You know, not only did he do the announcer thing, but he actually he played poker himself. Uh, he finished 134th of uh, 6,598 contestants in the 2012 World Series of Poker. And you say, well, what's the big deal out of finishing 134th? Well, if you're 134th out of 6,598 players, you know how much you get? He won $52,718, and that's why it's important to be 134th, okay? Because there's a lot of money in that stuff, man. Good for him, but uh, gosh, just all the memories he gave us, you know, and um, you know, a few good men. That's always, I mean, I've seen him. I loved him on the poker thing. I've seen his other movies, but to me, the role he played in A Few Good Men, me personally, that, that was just an amazing, I'm sure it was a thrilling time for him to be in with all those stars, and what a great credit to his name. Uh, you know, at, at the end, I do, uh, usually do trivia if I have a guest. If I don't, I do what it's worth. I'm Dennis Worth, and this is what it's worth. He was married to Lucy Webb in 1995. He had two kids. Uh, they separated in 2005, and they got divorced in 2008. So I did the math. That means that when they got divorced, his kids were over 20 years old. So you know what, old Kevin? He don't have to pay any child support. So, oh Lucy, she's just going to have to get a job and work for a living. And that's my personal opinion, because... Aside from Funny Like a Clown podcast, I'm a father's rights activist. I do child support superhero. Look him up on Facebook. Look him up on YouTube and uh, check him out, man. Because I had one post from the child support superhero page hit 3.5 million people. It went viral because children deserve both parents equally. I'll take that one to my grave, man. How many more children have to commit suicide? How many more parents have to commit suicide before we realize that people, this system isn't working. This system needs to change. But, uh, hey, back to comedy. Thank you, Kevin Pollack, for, for all the memories, man. And uh, I hope it's an inspiration to other comics. Because they say, you know, every comic, Rodney Dangerfield did this, Jeff Foxworthy did this, and Kevin Pollack and somebody, he's doing it too. If he inspires you you got to help the next generation, okay? It's, it's a responsibility for the veteran comics to help the next generation. So if you're a gun comic and somebody's helping you, when you make it to the top, don't forget to pay forward, man. You help out the next, you help out the young kids. You bring them up. You give them a chance. You give them a break like somebody gave you. And certainly, you know, Kevin Pollock can be in, in so many movies. If one of those movies inspire you to make a movie, then he's done a great job for that. Be inspired. Never take no for an answer. Believe in yourself. Invest in yourself. That's how you become a star, okay? And keep laughing because laughter is the best medicine. I'm Dennis Worth. This is Funny Like Clown Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, people. Dangerous world right now. Stay safe and keep laughing because you can laugh through anything. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.